Jeremiah chapter 29 is where we find our scripture for this morning. One verse you will recognize, I'm sure, the others around it. Make it a complete passage here. Jeremiah 29, beginning at verse 10. This is what the Lord says. When 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my good promise to you to bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. The Lord planned to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, it's so great to be back with you for week two. It seems like it's been a lot longer than that, actually. We, I guess it's a good thing we feel comfortable enough already to think that we've already been here longer than two weeks. In fact, one of our sons said last night, gosh, it seems like you've, you've moved here much longer ago than two weeks. We're glad to be back here on this, this second Sunday. It's been great to visit with a few people this week. To learn a little bit about some of you, work, interests, hobbies, where you grew up, about your extended families, and for Janet and I to be able to share some of the same things with the people we've met. As we look at the scripture this morning, a lot of you undoubtedly recognize at least part of the passage, verse 11. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. You've read it in your Bibles, you've seen it on greeting cards, you've seen someone post it on Facebook or Twitter. Maybe someone who loves you reminded you of those words at a time where you needed to hear them. And if you've been around here very long and paid attention, You've seen this verse posted on the wall of the entryway to the new building. Um, I've heard a couple of people share with me that this was kind of a guiding verse during that building process you went through several years ago. Wherever you've seen it or heard it, it's clear. This is part of the word of God for the people of God as it continues to speak to hearts. Did you know... These words, the you particularly in this passage, are written in plural form, written to the whole of God's people, not necessarily just to an individual or to individuals who may hear or read it, but to the people of God collectively. These words, these plans, the target of them, the intention of them is much bigger than any single person. I know the plans I have for you really ought to be written a little more like I know the plans I have for all of you together as the people of God. All of you. Or if I phrased it in my, my native Eastern Kentucky dialect, uh, which last week apparently made Grant Bolt to say to his wife, Pam, hey, he sounds like me. Um, if you wanted to say it in that Eastern Kentucky dialect, it might come out as, I know the plans I have for y'all. 
or more inclusively, I know the plans I have for all y'all. Not that they couldn't be applied individually. Of course, they speak to individual hearts as we read the scripture. But the intention of those plans is way, way bigger than any individual. As I began to learn a little bit about the people in this church, I've asked some people, what do you do for fun? I'm always interested to know how people relax and have a good time and what do they do when they have free time. I've heard people talk about hobbies involving horses, camping, fishing, working with tools, playing music. Um, talked to somebody this morning who, who officiates high school and college ball games of all kinds. Um, I keep learning more and more people that things, uh, more and more things that people are doing that makes them unique. For me, one of the things that I like to do to relax and to have fun is to go to a beach, any beach. I'm not picky. If there's sand and ocean, I'm good. It's kind of my escape place. But we haven't really escaped there very recently. Um, Janet and I went to a beach last September. It was the last time we were there. But every time I go to a beach, I stand there and look at the ocean and marvel at how massive how expansive the ocean is in the sky above it that spreads out so far and seems to not end no matter how far out you look and try to decide exactly where the ocean and sky come together. I've seen the ocean again and again as a reminder to me when I look at how immense the ocean is it becomes my reminder for how immense, how massive the love of God is. How huge God's grace and mercy are for us. How enormous God's forgiveness is. Bigger than I can see in front of me when I stand on the beach. The last time we were at the beach, in September, I stood there in the surf and found myself this time seeing the bigness of it all pondering the question, how big are God's plans? How big are God's plans for us together as the people of God? And then very recently, just within the last several weeks, I found myself beginning, beginning to wonder, how big are God's plans for Georgetown First UMC? I know the plans I have for you, church. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope in a future. How big can you imagine that God's plans for Georgetown first might be? How big are the plans of God for our church? Some of you have been here in person. Some of you participating online. Some of you continue to prayerfully support the church from a distance during this pandemic. But if we were to ponder as one united body, I wonder how big God's plans are. 
How huge are God's plans for us to love each other throughout our journey of faith together? How enormous are God's plans for us in sharing the love of Christ with people who don't know God's love? How massive are God's plans for us to be disciple makers who are disciples making more disciples? How vast are God's plans for us to participate in mission and ministry in our neighborhoods, in our workplaces, in our schools, in our community, and around the world. If God's plans are anything like that ocean that I love to look at, they are way bigger, much more massive than I'm usually able to imagine. As I stood in the surf last fall and pondered and watched, begin to imagine the ocean as an analogy for God's plans for us, the people of God. The surf reminded me of God's faithfulness as it continues to roll in wave after wave after wave. I never saw the ocean look like it was done sending in waves. Have you? You might see it still for a given time, but the waves come again. And I'm thinking, that's kind of like God's plans, God's relationship with us. It continues to come again and again, freshly renewed on a regular basis, consistent, faithful, but never stopping. I could see representations of God's plans in the sea foam that rolls in on the beach, new and fresh with each wave. Unique, minute by minute, never growing old and stale, but continuing faithfully. And then, you know what it's like if you go out in the water at a, at a beach, and there's the force of the waves that come toward you and kind of push you back toward the, toward the shallow water, toward the beach. They keep pushing and encouraging, go back that way. But at the same time, there's another force, the undertow, that draws us out further than maybe we're comfortable going, further than we've ever been. And as I was standing there experiencing some of that, I could imagine this must be kind of how the plans of God for us are, where Jeremiah speaks of them. Two forces on the life of the church. One constant flow of power, keeping us actively doing what we're doing, where we are, how we are, faithfully executing the mission and ministry that God's put on our hearts. And at the same time, God's power pulling us out, the undertow effect, pulling us out further than we've ever gone, deeper than we've ever wanted to go, further in mission and ministry than we might have ever imagined going ourselves. When we look at the words of our scripture, there's a key to God's plan that we'll miss. If we only look at that one verse, we, we know the one verse that's on the wall out there. Verse 11, we hear about God's plans for us. Two verses later, we hear these words. 
You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Again, collectively, your hearts. This is a major connection between God's plans and our seeking of God with all our heart. At least when it comes to understanding God's plans to prosper us, not to harm us, to give us a hope and a future, that promise is clearly connected to you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Plural, collective, the people of God, united in mind and spirit as the people who are now being molded into the post-pandemic church of 2020. Even though we don't fully know what that's going to look like yet. We're being molded. We're being taken out further than we've ever been because we've never needed to go there. None of us have ever lived through this. As I stood there in the surf last fall, looking at the ocean, thinking about the immenseness of God's plans, couldn't help but believe that God has bigger plans for us, the people of God, than what we usually are willing to be open to and now in the last couple of weeks I can't help but believe that God has even bigger plans for Georgetown first bigger plans than maybe anyone's ever been comfortable imagining now I know you've seen the realization of some plans of God take place that building over there is a huge realization of the plans God has for a hope and a future. You got to watch the process. You got to participate. You got to be involved in the prayer and the financial support. You get to celebrate the mission and ministry that takes place because of the realization of one of God's plans for Georgetown first. But I'm not convinced that God is anywhere near done in regard to his plans for the people of God in Georgetown. Yeah, it's easier to kind of step back and be comfortable with the plans that have already been accomplished and just go, oh, yeah, that's great. Look at that, how awesome that is. God brought us through this. God's doing things. This is awesome. It's more comfortable to consider what already is. It's easier to not think about God's bigger plans as big as what the ocean looks like when we stand on the on the beach what if God's plans are bigger than we ever thought they could be for the body of Christ for this church in particular what if they're different than we've ever imagined but God's plans God's plans listen to another scripture about God's plans and seeking the Lord. This is Isaiah 55. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. It's another call 
from another prophet of God to seek God and trust God's plan for the people of God, the church. We hear through Isaiah that God's thoughts, God's ways are higher, God's plans are bigger, higher than we're normal willing to go even, normally willing to go. These words are a simple reminder that as the people of God, we become part of something much bigger than ourselves when we collectively, together, seek God with all our hearts. Sometimes we do that faithfully. Sometimes we do it easily. At other times we struggle a little bit. The good news is when we do it together, if I'm struggling at the time, I can depend on your strength and your faithfulness to lift me up and encourage me and carry me through. When you struggle to do that, look around. There are people all around you to carry you, to encourage you, to love you. We need each other. That's why this call is to the people of God as a whole. God's ways are bigger, better, higher. God's plans to prosper us and not to harm us, to give us hope and a future. Those plans are way bigger, far bigger than if we try to understand God's plans in our own limited abilities and understandings. This week, I want to I invite you to stand on the beach, in the surf, in your mind, in your prayers. I want to encourage you to stand on the beach in your prayer time and consider how huge the plans of God might be for us together. Trust that God will reveal those plans as we seek God with all our hearts together. And as we understand that God and those plans God has for us are much bigger than we can imagine on our own. If we're limited to experiencing God's plans according to our own understanding, we're going to miss out on so much. Our God is greater. Our God is stronger. Our God is higher than anything we can come up with ourselves. My ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts higher than your thoughts. So I invite you to stand on the beach in your prayers this week. Ponder the immenseness of God's plans for the people of God and watch for how those plans continue to be revealed and realized in the people of God as together we seek God with all our hearts. One of the things we celebrate in the sacrament of Holy Communion, every time we share it together, is the fact that, <coughs> excuse me, the fact that we are invited to experience the new covenant made possible by the sacrifice of Christ, by his life, death, resurrection for all of us. Not just as individuals, but for all of us together. As the church, you 
the plural you, y'all are invited to experience this unique celebration this morning again as we enter the presence of Christ in a powerful way. Know that this experience of Christ can be bigger than we can imagine when we seek God with all our heart. When we trust in the plans God has for us. Plans for a hope and a future. Plans to prosper us and not to harm us as the church.